You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Tuesday, which means this is our hashtag one big idea episode. In these episodes, you'll hear some of the best big ideas from incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. Here we go. Sangram here. Welcome to the Flip My Funnel podcast. Super pumped. Today, we have a professor and a student on, uh, <laughs> on, on, on the podcast. And I feel like this is going to be really, really fun. So real quick, we have Scott Davis. He is the assistant professor of marketing at University of Houston. And Scott and I have known each other through online. It feels like online dating is this, is, is this kind of stuff. like <laughs> online, podcast. online podcast world on LinkedIn. And I was on his podcast, which he now is calling Marketing Mixtape. So it's freaking awesome. And I was really thrilled to learn that you know, Scott really wanted to bring real world examples and ideas to his students. So I want to I want to hear more about that. And also have Caitlin, who is obviously helping with the Flip My Funnel podcast. She's in school right now at the same time. And, and I wanted to bring both of them together because I feel like there's this learning that we all need to have. What is happening in school? Are we learning what is the next and the newest things happening in marketing and how all that things come together? So... Scott and Caitlin, welcome to the show. Woohoo! Excited to be here. Thank you. I think this is a great setup. We have a professor, a practitioner, and a student all on the same call. So I think this is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, this is last minute improv too, as well. So it's going to be pretty much flying by the seat of our pants. So Scott, first of all, thank you for being a professor and thank you for imparting knowledge. I think education is the most important thing that we all can leave as a legacy for everybody else in the future generation. So First of all, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It's really a pleasure for me. I think that I've been very fortunate in getting into to this type of career and being able to impact the lives of students is just such a thrill every day. And I love that now more and more we're beginning to connect with the real world. So I have the opportunity to talk to people like you and Caitlin. So it's it's very exciting. All right, man. So first of all, what is in your mind are there gaps in the real world marketing that you see and what's being taught in schools and universities? So I want Scott, you to share your perspective and then Caitlin, as a student, your perspective. Awesome. So from my perspective, and I'm, I'm proud of my own university. So at University of Houston downtown, we have practitioners in the classroom with us, which I think is definitely a step in the right direction. But most institutions have not done that yet. So when I teach MBA classes, I have someone from industry with real marketing experience there with me to supply uh, illustrative examples and to kind of build on the theory that, that I'm communicating with students. And I think that that dynamic is so cool. And I, and I believe that's where the field is headed. But I still think the biggest gap is taking people who've spent most of their effort on marketing research and then trying to have them teach students how to be more employable. So anything that we can do to bridge that gap, I think, is the the future of marketing education. And that's really the motivation for most of the things that you see me doing and interviewing people like you on my podcast and even just having a podcast and creating videos. I'm trying to give students more exposure to real marketers real marketing problems and real marketing tools rather than just how you think about marketing education in maybe the 80s and the 90s where we're just talking about 
the four P's and selling benefits and, you know, just kind of all the theory that goes with it. That's really important. But what are employers valuing? That's what we're trying to figure out. And, and those are the gaps that we're trying to bridge right now. Yeah. So, Caitlin, as a student, how cool would it be for a professor in your school, <laughs> uh, in your, new, your, your university to be actually having a podcast? So if anybody's listening and have kids or no kids or students and, you know, want to get into it, like Marketing Mixtape is an amazing podcast by Scott Davis. But what are your thoughts, Caitlin, as a university student learning and, and seeing, seeing what's happening in, in today's marketing by working at Terminus? Yeah. So I definitely think that there is a gap at universities with what's happening in the real world and what is being taught in marketing, because a lot of what I am learning is sort of what you were just making fun of, which is the four P's <laughs> and a lot of this classic marketing knowledge that people were talking about in the 80s and 90s. And that is a lot of what I've been taught. And it depends on the professor and I'm sure you're a great professor and it seems, I mean, I would love to take your class marketing mixtape. I think that's a fantastic idea. I'm bringing practitioners into the classroom to make the students understand what is actually most applicable in the world outside of the classroom and the knowledge that they need to have and the things that they need to grow in, in order to make themselves a valuable commodity in the workplace. But I, you know, as a student, am seeing a big gap between what is actually useful and applicable in the future of marketing and what is being taught in the university. And so at Terminus, I feel so grateful for the opportunity to learn here alongside going to the classroom and learning about my four Ps. (laughs) Right. And I'm guilty as well. So this is a work in process for me where I am teaching the fundamentals of marketing. And I think that Mm -hmm. at times, I'm sure my students feel like, gosh, this this seems pretty antiquated because they know more about social media, for example, than I do. But (laughs) but that's really, I think you really touched on the heart of the gap in that we teach the theory, but then we don't show the application. So we kind of leave it up to the students to make those connections. So it's obviously going to be really important for you to understand segmentation and targeting and positioning and all of these mm-hmm. kind of cornerstone concepts and marketing. But if we don't give you real world case studies or, you know, if we're not good at storytelling and, and integrating, you know, what's currently happening in the news, in the, in the world of marketing, then most students are, are probably not going to naturally make those connections until they're at their internship or at their job. And I think that that's where we can do a much better job in the classroom, especially now that we have all these online resources available to us. So we can make videos, we can interview people on podcasts. We have, we have such resources at our fingertips that we can use to supplement the classroom education. Totally, man. Uh, I feel like for me, we were at an offsite with our executive team last week. And it was very interesting that everybody except my co-founder and me we're not MBAs. So Kathy's an <laughs> MBA, uh, Brian, Todd, like all the executive, Peter, all of them have like executive MBAs. And, you know, we were just making fun of it because like, hey, here's a whole group of MBAs who knows the four Ps. And that just becomes just <laughs> laughing at it. And what was interesting for me, though, was as much as we want to make fun of these ideas that are like Don Draper era, if you will, mm-hmm. I feel like there is a lot of reality in it and a lot of importance Mm -hmm. in it because I almost feel sometimes I want to go back to 
the, the reality of storytelling, as you said, Scott, because I think that is never changing. So I recently read the book, 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing mm. by L. Reese and Jack Trout. And we did a whole episode on that podcast. And it was amazing to me. That book was written probably 20 years ago. And it talked about what's not going to change. And I feel there is a need to talk about like, hey, look, there's going to be a new social media channel tomorrow. As you're talking, maybe somebody just launched a new social media channel right now that you're not going to know. I'm not going to know the students are probably going to figure it out by tomorrow. But then is that really what's supposed to be taught in universities? Or is it that how do we get at the heart of marketing? How do we get it about storytelling and connecting emotionally? Things like why do people buy what they buy? And those mm -hmm. things are almost immutable, right? They're not changing. So I'm just curious for both of your perspective, like, should we be spending time on talking about things that the customers will always care like faster delivery of their solutions or a cheaper product at the end of the day or valuable things, things, the better customer service, those things would never change. And or should we be spending time or are we spending time in universities on those topics that are super at the heart of everybody? Right. I think, Sangram, I like what you did there because I think you're hitting on this gap we discussed from both sides in that a lot of times when you talk to practitioners and ask them about marketing education, their real criticism comes from a lack of teaching modern tactics, where in the classroom, we're really focused on the grand strategy, kind of these timeless, immutable things like you've mentioned. And I think that that's where the tension comes from. And, and really, my feeling about that is that, you know, I probably shouldn't be teaching Snapchat very specifically <laughs> in my classroom because... I'm not the expert. I'm there to teach what, you know, things where, where I can offer some, some expertise. But what we can do is provide some kind of modern context to these timeless principles of marketing. So instead of using Harvard business cases that were written in 1985, I can use business cases that were written in 2016. And again, there are some, there are some problems with that too, in that the, the cases we know are strong and solid and well-written and, and that students really engage in their critical thinking skills, those are the ones that have been tested year after year after year. So again, there are these trade-offs that we're always making. So we know this works. We know this is the way that, that we can communicate this knowledge, but then students will sometimes sit there. And I, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I had, I'm a marketer, so I collect survey data from my students all the time. I don't wait for the end of year evaluations. And one of them said it was like stepping into a time machine with one of my case studies. And I was thinking, gosh, I have to do something about this because students will, they'll propose like, oh, this company should be on Instagram. And, and then I'll write feedback like, oh, this was in 1996. So that's not really <laughs> a viable strategy for them. I appreciate where you're coming from. But that's where the disconnect comes from. Like my students don't know a world where Facebook doesn't exist. And right. I do. So I approach problems with a different set of assumptions than they do. And I think as educators, we have to be very aware of that and do our best to provide modern context and hopefully real world projects that students can work on to apply these, these theories and principles and kind of immutable, unchanging things in the world of marketing. Right. And that's where I think the gap can be closed a little bit by having these so-called immutable rules of marketing, 
and allowing the students and giving them opportunities to apply those to the modern landscape that we live in today using the modern tools that we have today. So personalization and marketing is nothing new. Everybody wants their name heard. Everybody wants something special that's just for them. But it seems like that's the new big thing that is out today. And that's, you know, the reason for ABM and all of these different buzzwords and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And all these different companies that are basing their whole product around personalizing to their audience. But personalization is nothing new. But all these tools are coming out saying, we can help you personalize, but understanding the importance of why you should personalize your messaging, why you should personalize your targeting, and how that helps your business case, how that increases your ROI. That, I think, is what should be taught at universities, just the basic rules of you need to personalize your marketing. How you do that in the modern landscape depends on all these tools and all these different abilities that we have today that you didn't have 20 years ago. But learning that basic foundation is what is the catalyst for everything that comes after that. But if you don't really understand that, then you won't know how to use these modern tools that we have today. That is awesome, dude. I think so. Let me ask you guys this. As a, you know, Caitlin, you brought up a really good point around, are we talking about ROI? Because let's face it, we talk about this here internally and what we do in marketing and all that stuff is like, look, in marketing, I don't know, if Scott, if this, this is actually taught in, in B2B because at university because you're looking at both B2B and B2C examples. But let me just focus on B2B for just this podcast is the value of marketing in B2B is defined by sales. And that's just the nature of it. In B2B, the value of marketing is defined by sales. And we take this to heart because the reality is marketing is not closing deals as you close in sales. Marketing's job is to create deeper engagement with the list of accounts that your sales team is working on and create as much engagement, as many contacts and all those things in order for them to be able to close the deal. And the reality is, if the salespeople say marketing is doing good, then the marketing has their job and has more budget. If the sales number goes down in B2B, then the marketing budget is cut. No questions asked. Mm-hmm. This is just the reality. Is, is that as, I mean, this is just hardcore what's happened in, 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 in practical marketing and sales that I've been part of so many organizations. Is that how it is taught or, or is that something kind of novel to you? There is a lot of variance. So I think at the undergraduate level, definitely undertaught. So you probably won't get that information unless you're taking a personal selling class or maybe an integrated marketing communications class. I think there's more emphasis on that relationship and on not just as like a throwaway buzzword, but but sales and marketing alignment. There's more emphasis on, on how that really works at the MBA level. And especially when you get into specialized MBA classes like the integrated marketing and the Salesforce class uh, that I teach. But I don't think if you're taking undergraduate principles of marketing that you'll be, honestly, you'll be lucky to get any B2B in that environment, which wow. I think is, is pretty sad and is a big gap. And if you look through the textbooks um, that, that most professors are using for undergraduate marketing, sales is given like such little attention. It's, it's frankly <laughs> embarrassing. And I think that's where one thing, again, I, I'm proud of our program and a lot of this happened before I arrived there. 
But when they were developing their MBA curriculum, they went out to industry and asked practitioners and managers, where are the gaps? What are students graduating with and coming into your organization and lacking? And that's when we decided to do things like, okay, let's actually give them hands-on experience with a CRM tool. So while it's not necessarily our focus to teach a specific tool, we recognize that if someone's going to graduate and say, I specialized in sales, that they've actually used one of these tools at a pretty in-depth level. So they, they have an understanding of the fundamentals and also they can kind of find their way around. So I, I do think it's evolving, but again, and again, there's variance professor to professor institution to institution. But I think that there's this kind of old school mindset that, you know, if you're teaching a sales class, it's all about alignment with marketing and sales. But if you're just looking at principles of marketing, sales doesn't get very much attention at all. And B2B doesn't get much attention at all. This stuff doesn't come until you get to the MBA level, which that needs to change. Yep. Absolutely. So, so Caitlin, so most of the examples that you are going through in your university are B2C? Absolutely. And they're also mostly enterprise companies as well. Mm. I can't even recall an example of a case study or any sort of company that wasn't smaller than a 10,000 person company. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, that is a huge one. All right, guys. So I'm just going to try to wrap up some of the points that I heard. And I'm obviously coming out enlightened and thinking that, man, we got to do more and we need more Scots in the world because you <laughs> are really taking a lot of this in strides and recognizing the gaps and, and doing in your university. Yeah, if anybody's looking for their kids to be in university, go for Scott's University at University of Houston. Go apply there because that, that is incredible. That's amazing. So the few things that I took notes on, first of all, there is gap. And I think it's uh, we all probably can agree on that there are gaps. And I definitely was surprised to hear that not a lot of B2B stuff is taught, whereas there are a lot of businesses like Salesforce and, and, and startups and different sizes. So it would be amazing if more universities have B2B and also different sizes of company to study. So that that was a really eye-opener for me. I love the the conversation. I think there was a point where Scott wanted to talk and then uh, Caitlin wanted to talk and Caitlin, like, no, no, Scott, you talk. I love that, like, you know, professor respect that you just gave. <laughs> Scott. So that, that, that was fun to see. Then there was this whole idea of going from theory to application. I love the fact that Caitlin has been an intern for about two years at Terminus before she became full-time and she's still in school. I feel like she is one of the very few people who actually is taking the learning to the next level. Even before she graduates, she's going to have three years of experience under her belt at working at a startup and looking at it. So I'm, I'm curious as we wrap this up, in terms of, Scott, your view of people taking internships and making sure that is part of the because you, can, you cannot teach everything all the time in your, as part of your university curriculum that you can get at a job at doing internship. How much internship-focused activities do your students do or how much do you encourage them to do internship? And is that even part of uh, something that you encourage people to do? Yes, I have a piece of advice for students and a piece of advice for B2B marketers. So yep. for students, it's all about internships. So as an individual marketing professor, I don't have that much control over what my colleagues teach and what other people in the university teach. So the only way to be sure that you're going to fill some of these gaps is to push students toward internships, to urge them to start applying for internships early. The biggest problem that I've seen with, with students, and obviously 
Uh, we don't have the problem here with two years of internship experience, which is incredible, is that students wait too long. So students will come to me as seniors and ask me about internships. And I'm thinking to myself, gosh, I wish you were doing internships as a sophomore and as yeah. a junior because you'd be, you'd be on much better footing now. And doing internships while you're taking these classes will make it so much easier for you to make those connections as you're learning. Because what you find is that if you take a marketing class your freshman year and then graduate and get your first job in marketing, you're not going to remember any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you were working or you had an internship while you were taking that class, you'll be making those connections in real time. And then you'll have this long-term memory. So you'll be able to kind of commit the theory to memory through your action. So I think that that's really powerful. And my advice for B2B marketers is just get involved with your universities, your, your local universities. We're in Houston, so we have tons of healthcare. We have tons of oil and gas. So there's a huge need for B2B marketers. And when we have companies that come to us and want to you know, provide capstone projects or individual class projects, or they want to set up some kind of internship program, we get really excited about that stuff. But we can kind of get lost in our everyday work. So it's the university needs to be reaching out to the the business community, obviously, but it can work in the other direction as well. I've never said no to somebody from industry who wanted to get more involved in our program or who wanted to get more involved in in my classes. So so do take an interest because ultimately these are the schools where you're hiring your next generation employees from. So so go ahead and kind of hit the ground running and make sure that they're learning the things they need to be learning. Love that. That you know, the investment has to happen both ways. It can't be just one way. Caitlin, final words from you as a student, as someone who's doing two years internship. If somebody is saying, you know, or trying to hire interns, or you're giving advice to a lot of people who are in school colleges right now, and they're like, like what advice would you give to them? Make connections with people who you wouldn't normally make connections with in the college environment. And for those of you who aren't in college. <laughs> Make connections with those students because it's something that there is a gap around. And having mentorship relationships has been so incredibly important and impactful in my life. And I know that it has been for so many of my friends as well as colleagues that work here. So make connections. I love that. Guys, thank you so much. I feel like I'm coming out of this conversation thinking, first of all, as a company, we need to invest in our uh, colleges and universities. So I'm going to find out what we do. And if not, we, we hire a ton of interns. Obviously, Caitlin knows one of them. <laughs> uh, but there's a whole team of like 10 or 20 interns in the AdOps team. So internships is a big part of our growth strategy, quite honestly, because I feel interns are amazing and they bring new and fresh ideas. So we're always open for, for stuff like that. But also, it has to be both ways. So it's not, you know, it's not finger pointing like, hey, we don't teach these things. It's like our companies and founders and uh, leadership uh, folks in leadership positions should take the responsibility to take the step and go to universities and help teach or help be part of that community. That's the only way to bring the right kind of people to your company. So Scott, Caitlin, thank you so much for an amazing podcast. This is going to be a lot of fun. Thank you for having us, Ingram. Thank you. I had a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to, to talking to both of you again really soon. Sounds good, man. Thanks. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. 
Until next time. <laughs>